0: Welcome back to the Impactful Relationships Podcast. Have you taken a moment to slow down yet today, to find the things that you're grateful for, to take a few deep breaths? Look around. Find something beautiful that you can see around you, whether it's in your home, whether it's in your office or you're outside. Take a moment and find something. Find something you can appreciate. I think that you'll be glad that you did. I'm excited for this episode that we're gonna have a special guest on. So without further ado, let's welcome our guest on. I've I've been really excited for this podcast episode today. Uh, We're having Nathan Sellers join us, who is a a colleague of mine, someone I've known for, I think, about five years now. And uh, someone who's worked in the mental health space for a couple decades, at least. uh, Licensed clinical social worker and has really helped a lot of families and youth throughout those two decades. And the other cool thing about Nathan is, He has this background in writing and art that he can bring these two creative worlds together, and he's used that to do writing. Um, He's getting ready to publish his book, and he has a blog as well. So, Nathan, thank you so much for taking time to join us, and and welcome on to the podcast.
1: Thanks, Kyle.
0: Yeah, you you bet. And I know you have some exciting things going on with your, your book coming out. Yeah i'd love to initially just take a step back and give you the space to share with our audience of what's what's going on
1: okay so um so about five years ago um driving around with my wife just had this idea for a book pop into my head and it's one of those ideas that like when it comes it's it's that piece of no, i have to write this right It, it touched me um and I remember multiple times, like even just sharing my idea before I I'd even written it, just sharing the idea of my book to people, like I would even start getting choked up, right? Like, like, wow, this is really important. So the idea was, what if, what if someone who went blind in life, um, when they died, were still blind, and it was like, huh, that that's. That's an interesting concept. But then, and then that next layer deeper was what if the reason that they were still blind had more to do with them not being able to see or not taking the time to see all the good and the, the positive things in their life that would have enriched their life? <laughs> so, and so that just kind of marinated for, for several years and trying to think about how am I going to write this story? Like, it's such a cool idea. And, and I've got to, I, I've got to give it the same kind of respect that, that the idea deserves. And so I, I kind of engaged in this process of like really diving into like, well, why, how would people even go blind? What are some of the reasons people go blind? Cause I didn't want it to be someone who born blind because that, that doesn't make as much sense for the concept. And so I, I came up with some ideas and it took that research. And once I had that, then I started the, the process of knowing how to interweave my story. And so the essence of the story then is uh, it's, it's the story of a, a man named Robert, who is an art restorer and his passion is, is in color and, and all that kind of component of it. And um, one day he's in an accident and ends up going blind. And that that world is just ripped away from him. The thing that's most meaningful to him in his life is gone. And the ensuing bitterness and sadness and, and pain and torture, you know, that the trauma of it all um, fills the rest of his life. When he gets to the end of his life, he um, he gets to the other side and it's still one, and that's just like a what everyone's told me right everyone's told me that I, this would be restored in life and to come into heaven and, and find himself that 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 glorious you know reuniting of, of vision and color it's gone and it's not there and, and the quick assumption obviously is this is hell right <laughs> yeah. um and and as he goes through this process he learns that in order to have his sight restored. He needs to learn to see the things that he failed to see in life even before he was born. So it's kind of a it's kind of a fun journey and, and, and a really powerful journey of, of relationships, healing, forgiveness, moving beyond trauma, seeing bigger perspectives. And I'm really excited for people to do I think it has, it has the power to really influence those paradigms and, and life, really, um, by seeing how do we spend our life
0: now? Yeah, I, I love that, that paradigm of what I expected wasn't there, and, and now what? And it sounds like having to go back and work through all the things maybe that wasn't worked through in life, and having to see them, uh, and maybe process them, or actually go back and feel some of that pain if i'm kind of maybe understanding what some of these bits of the pieces of the stories might be about it sounds like those are things you've all incorporated into that church
1: yeah and it's and the cool thing ab- about it um is it's a very intimate process right it's 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 three mm-hmm. well kind of four storylines interweaved. um you'll get one storyline that's afterlife and that process of, of restoration. But then you have another storyline that is is a story of him restoring a particular artwork, work, right? Something that's been damaged um, and he's, he's in the process of restoring that and um, his joy and process through that and, and how that kind of relates to the process of having his site restored. And then the, the other storyline is, is really kind of about the accident and emotions, and the, the bitterness, and the, the sadness, and, and all that going through, um, but primarily the relationships that are involved in that, um, and diving into his backstory. So, it's 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 really a story about relationships, and how do we treat our relationships? Do, do, we, do we stay myopic in our focus, right? And only seeing what's right in front of us um, and and failing to see there's just, life is just full of good. Life is full of good. I don't care who you are. Life is full of good. Um, but the interesting thing is that. Scarcity, right, lack that that is in life and abundance, the good that is in life exists simultaneously. They're both there always. Right. <laughs> Every single person on this planet can say, there is a lack in my life and there is an abundance in life. Mm -hmm. And really what happens is, is which do we choose to focus on? Because if we choose to focus on the abundance, what we see is more of it. And it paints our reality. Really, our perspective creates our reality. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so when we can be more focused on what do I want to tune my dial to, right? The radio dial. Um, the better we have creating the world that we want to live in. And so there's that process of if I'm only focused on my trauma, if I'm only focused on how people have hurt me, well, then that's what your life will feel like and look like. You will continue to live in your trauma. Now, that's not to minimize trauma, because trauma is... Um, a really challenging hard theme um, and, I've, and I've written a lot about that in my my blog um, but it's it's that piece of our perspective our our interpretations of our trauma is what creates the trauma mm-hmm. you can have you can have two people right same same situation same traumatic event and they would respond to it and it would be different trauma to them Based on their interpretation. So you can have one person get in an accident and be like, man, that was scary. Moving on with life. And the other person being, man, that wasn't just scary. Um, And the world is dangerous, not safe. And now they they live in that fear throughout their life. And and they don't actually live a full life. I would call it a half life you're spending half of your life worrying about the past and living in the present as if it were the past
0: yeah i think that's something most people can relate to either on a small scale or a bigger scale like trauma something that affects everyone's lives and one of the things i like about your book that you're sharing is that it gives i think a relatable way for people to kind of see you know see through the character guides in the books but also maybe take a look at their own life in ways they haven't before of what are some of the, the scary or difficult or terrible things that's happened to me and what's some of the, the good that's come out of that. How can my perspective change and kind of change the narrative around their own story and their own process so that, you know, maybe at the end of their life, they don't end up still blind or looking back up. I lived half of a life and without fulfilling relationships. It's, it's fantastic as you describe that. Nathan. And it's so cool, right? Like I've experienced in my own life and and as a therapist
1: working with people I've experienced in other people's lives too is that idea of um, good can come of bad, right? And I Mm -hmm. I use my quote fingers on bad um, because challenges in our lives aren't aren't necessarily bad. In fact, a lot of times it's the challenges in our lives that that create the good in our life. Mm -hmm. Maybe not, I wouldn't even call it good because I, I don't really like that label, but um growth. Yeah. Right? I I look at my own life and I've I've had some challenging you know things in my life. I wouldn't say really any kind of significant trauma, but things that I've I've um interpreted in a certain way that that really set me back in my mindset for years. Right. And, and in some cases, even decades. Um and when I've allowed myself to sit in the discomfort of my emotion, present with it, and pay more attention to my internal narrative about it, mm-hmm. I can see, you know, this changed me. But that wasn't necessarily a bad thing, right? This changed me in a way that made me stronger, or, or the ability to be or empathic, Mm -hmm. to be able to, to connect with people and feel with people in a way that allows their healing. That's, that's super important. One of my, one of my blog posts, um, is entitled empathy is magic. And I like, I believe that so sincerely, like so many times that I've been working with people and just that process of connecting with them without having to change them or tell them, Anything is just dealing with them and expressing that outwardly. They can go from this high level of intense emotion to this level of, wow, I feel supported and and cared about and heard. And then just them in that place allows them to now look at their world in a different way and, (laughs) and then treat people differently. High conflict relationships could be healed so quickly By one person just choosing to have empathy. Mm -hmm. Obviously, better if it's both, but right. It's it's that piece of empathy, calms things. Mm -hmm. All need to feel hurt.
0: Yeah. It's a healing experience, I think, when someone else is able to sit and experience with you and not judge, correct, teach, but just allow you almost to see yourself and to be honest with yourself for the first time. Maybe not the first time, but. You know, to look back at some of those hard questions about what part did I have in this, or what does this mean to me? Is it the meaning I want it to have? And it it's healing for people is like they get these perspective moments that almost shift how they view themselves, shift how they view their potential and give them that sight or changes their whole paradigm around like who I am and what I'm capable of, where it becomes growth focused as opposed to like you said before quote unquote good like this good or bad but it's like i can grow from this
1: yeah yeah i'm so like i'm so excited about this book right and it's something that i believe in so much and the title of it sight is very important right because it is sight is more than just our vision in fact it's far beyond our vision it's the ability to to see right on an emotional level on on a um, we could see spiritual level it's it's seeing more than just the visual things in front of us because I have seen the visual component isn't always that good right mm-hmm. you know I I've I've had moments in my life where I didn't see the good in that was in my life. I, I was focused on my anxiety I was focused on my depression and I wasn't seeing all the people that were serving me. Mm-hmm. Right? And and because such, I was blind to it, even though I had sight, you know, vision, right? Yeah. And and when we when we can sit back and allow ourselves to see a broader spectrum, of color, right? You know, all the different components of what really is in our life. Happiness can can grow exponentially. I, we think about our relationships. Um, maybe it's our relationship with the spouse. Maybe it's a, a relationship with the child or a coworker. Um, you know, I, I think about sometimes we, we get into a mindset of I don't like that person or something that person does annoys. And when we can, when we can see, see that my perspective is limited, I'm only seeing a part Of that person, and now I'm extrapolating an interpretation about them based on that small amount of vision. What if, what if we open that up to see them, maybe even see their intentions? An example: This is a silly example. My oldest son, he's 14. He's a good kid. Um, Sometimes a little awkward. And sometimes he'll come up to try to hug me at just the worst times, right? I'll be both hands full, trying to make a sandwich, and he's trying to hug me. And I'm like, ah, I want to hug you, but I, I can't, right? And and I might get annoyed at him doing that, which would be silly, because his intention is, Dad, I love you. I want to, I want to connect with you right here. And if I then interact with him in that annoyed way, what message am I sending to you? And what am I painting my vision of him? It's a totally inaccurate vision. Yeah. And that's that's what I love about you know this process. You know, and that's what I write about in my blog. It's what I write about in, in this book. Is is how are we really connecting? And also, how are we really connecting with ourselves? Do we have love? ourselves compassion for ourselves and compassion for others a lot of time we don't that's why our life is unhappy yeah. <laughs> it, it isn't because our circumstances
0: mm-hmm. yeah it's perspective and one of the ways i like to think about perspective as well so we're here in in utah like if you're to go outside in utah you can see the mountains and you could have two people looking at the exact same mountain and describe it completely different 100% different and they would both be right both of their descriptions would be right and accurate on all the different parts of the mountain but just whether it's their point of view where they're standing what stood out to them what they liked what they did in their life experiences mm-hmm. like if people were to read the description they'd think Is someone like in in Utah and is someone in the world like what mountain range is this Right. based off perspectives of two people even standing in the same place looking at the same thing. And so there's a lot of power in that, I think.
1: And so it brings up, you know, the analogy of the six blind men who encounter an elephant for the first time. (laughs) One comes up and, and, and touches his trunk and says, wow, an elephant is a snake. Another one comes up and touches his tusk and says an elephant is a spear. Another touches his ear and says an elephant is a fan. Another one comes up and touches his side and says, wow, an elephant is a wall. Another one comes up to his leg and says an elephant is a tree. And then the last one comes up to his tail and says an elephant is a rope. Which one was right? And which one was wrong? And the truth is, all of them, to the both of the questions, they're all yeah. right, and they're all wrong. But what if they then came together and shared their experiences with each other and they listen and instead of thinking, oh, my experience was the only experience or mm-hmm. open to hear others? Well, then they would have a better understanding of an elephant and not just this limited perspective that they had. And and then that's powerful, right? I think I, I teach families this all the time because I work with kids who have um, learning disabilities. And, and so often when that happens, um, parents kind of put, put their kids in, in their own perspective, right? Like, I don't have problems with this. So when my child comes and says to me, this is hard, uh, I, I'm thinking, no, it's not, but it is for them right and that's and that's
0: important yeah absolutely and just the way that we view the world through our own experiences like we each kind of have our own book our own story that's been written that frames how we interpret what's going to happen next or how we perceive and give meaning to the different things happening in our life and so when something does come up whether it's your child's going through something and you think This shouldn't be that hard or your partner or a friend or at work it's like why don't you just get it like it's as simple as this and this but and then this frustration builds or someone starts crying and you're like what just happened (laughs) yep and and it's so
1: important to to understand how how many of the people we interact with we have no idea their backstory Mm -hmm. no idea and even sometimes our spouses no idea their backstory right they've told us stories but we weren't there we weren't with them we didn't feel it the way they felt it and so we get frustrated with them um, in different in different ways that then create more harm Mm -hmm. we we traumatize ourselves and we traumatize each other every day. yep without without thinking and it's, it's because of the way we choose to think about the events that happen or even continue to think about the things that have happened
0: Yeah. Yeah, And I think that's where the empathy you're talking about before really comes into play in those moments. If you can take a step back and being willing to listen, being willing to hear someone else's story, what meaning the current experience has to them, typically then like this light bulb moment can go off of like, oh, you are feeling that I had no idea. I had no idea that was going on for you. And, and so like when people's behaviors don't make sense i found it's typically because i don't understand their story there's part of their story that i'm not seeing or i don't get
1: oh and there's a there's a really powerful moment like that in my book right is robert's having to deal with his own trauma from his early childhood um, and not really knowing a bigger perspective and when he understands that bigger perspective
0: um, it shifts things dramatically Yeah, that those perspective moments. And I think in your book, going back to that, it's exciting because it's this exciting story. I think something that's kind of intriguing, captivating, pulls people in. And it sounds like so many relatable experiences that people are going to be able to say, not I'm Robert, right? But like, oh, I get this. I know what he's going through. I can't imagine that. And and that, I think, is what makes a book intriguing and readable, writable, kind of a page-turner. Like, I can't put this down. I just stayed up till 2 in the morning reading this book. <laughs> like, I need some sleep.
1: Yeah. And so one of the things that's interesting, too, is because with Robert, there will be times where it's that, right? Like, okay, I, I, I feel you, man. Yep. And then there's other times it's going to be like, dude, just, just figure it out already. Um, but we could do the same thing to ourselves. Just figure it out already. And... And we have to be willing to sit with our own emotions and challenge our own beliefs and perspectives. And, and then most importantly, learn how to forgive. The most recent blog post is all about how, do, how can I possibly forgive? Right? Especially when it's trauma, right? Like someone's done something to me, how do I possibly forgive? And it's, it's the understanding of forgiveness is a gift, not to the other person. Forgiveness is a gift to yourself. You, you get your power back. Yep. You get your energy back. And sometimes people will say, well, Nathan, that's ridiculous, right? How, how is it, forgiveness a gift to me? I have just granted them clemency from you know, their wrongdoings, and that isn't what it is. Forgiveness inherently in saying I forgive you is saying what you did was wrong. Yeah. Right? It isn't saying it's okay which is the mistake that we often say is when someone apologizes, we say, it's okay. It's not okay, but I do forgive you. Mm-hmm. And that is a, is a statement of power. I have the power to forgive. You, cannot have, you can't make me forgive you. I can only grant that. And it also isn't a, a relinquishment of boundaries either. Yeah, I forgive you and I don't trust you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's, a, yeah. that's a cool thing.
0: That is a cool thing that that's something I think people misconstrue often is that forgiveness and trust are the same thing. And they're very different things, right? And so I I love the way that you just described forgiveness there. It is, it is empowering. And through your writing and even some of your artwork and things, Nathan, that you do, what's your, what's your why behind that? What are you hoping that people take away from these gifts you're sharing with them?
1: I, th- I think my big why in and, the and multiple realms because I'm going to keep writing books, right? Like I, I found so much joy in writing. Uh, it was just a powerful experience for me. Um, and then my blog and, and different artworks and, and other small uh, children's book kind of ideas that I've had is all about exploring healing, the power of healing, right? Mm-hmm. And it's that that piece of, Showing the reader the perspective that there is beauty in discomfort. That's it. Like that, that breaks people's brains sometimes. Like I've done sessions where like mom and their child was like getting through like some really hard conversations. And I just say, man, this is beautiful. And they look at me like, are you, but it's, it's beautiful because healing is not comfortable. It's not. But it's through the discomfort, not around the discomfort or avoiding the discomfort, that healing comes. And I want people to understand that and the process that we have to go through to heal ourselves and the things that we can do to heal others. So learning to take off the filtered lenses, right, that we have sometimes um, and, and realize that we have the power to create our own reality. Uh, so it's interesting. So I, as I've been writing this book, I thought, man, you know, I, I think I want to create my own writing imprint, right? My, my publishing company. I, I'm self-publishing this book. And I was just pondering and thinking about, um, you know, what would I call the imprint? And I labored at it for weeks. I uh, couldn't, couldn't think of anything cool sounding, right? Like something that could talk us about purpose, because really it's all about finding purpose and meaning in life. Um, mm-hmm. and I was thinking about, you know, the, my, my son, right. And, and some of those, those moments where he's coming and hugging me, it's, it's uncomfortable. And it's, um, and I had this idea come into my head that says, you need to learn to hug corky points. <laughs> I thought, huh. and then it hit me. I'm like, that's it. My imprint is hugging porcupines
0: <laughs>
1: and it's more than just like, you know, those, those people in our lives that bristled and they're uncomfortable and maybe even hurt you in some way, but it's, but it's more in, in the lines of like, even our own discomfort, right? Our own emotions that we are afraid of, can we hug them? Can we embrace them? Can we take them in? Because when we do, that's the healing Right, that's the healing that has to happen. And until we can get comfortable with our discomfort, we can't heal. But when we do, we're empowered. We expand our comfort zone. Right? Most of us don't want to be uncomfortable. So, how do we become less uncomfortable? Well, we expand our comfort zone by getting uncomfortable. So, I I, I love it. I, you know, this idea of hugging porcupine they'll probably even write a children's book about that to, to really explore that and illustrate it and all that kind of stuff
0: I, I love that sounds like a book i'd want to read with my kids not an experience oh. i want to go out and create today is hugging a porcupine but <laughs> <laughs> probably don't actually do it <laughs> yeah. but very, very relatable that that experience and i really appreciate this i'm excited to go and read your book and your future books and i I love reading your blogs as well if if our audience if they're wanting to go out and buy your book or connect with you what's the best way for them to do that great
1: question so so the book um is is published on amazon um i'm self-publishing through uh, kindle direct publishing um you can get it ebook uh paperback hardcover So just go onto Amazon and in the search bar, you type in site S I G H T by Nathan Sellers, and it'll, it'll come right up. Um, so I'm I'm excited for that. And then my blog is writing on purpose and there's kind of a double meaning there that, um, I'm writing about
0: purpose and I'm
1: doing so on purpose.
0: Yeah. I I like that, that, that intentionality and Yeah, I've really appreciated your time today. Um, Before we wrap up, is there, there doesn't have to be any last thought you wanted to share with people before we close?
1: Yeah, so it's interesting because I asked my wife last night, so you tell me, because she's read it Uh twice. (laughs) Uh, So what is the power of sight, meaning the book, in, in terms of learning to own your journey? This is what she said. I was trying to write it as fast as she could say it. She said, it's, it's opening our eyes to what we have and how we treat other people. It is a powerful reminder that we have to deal with our stuff because we miss out on life and relationships when we don't." She said, it's, it's good to see that our bitterness and resentment cause us to lead half-life. There's always abundance in our scarcity. However, Healing and changing our perspectives is a wrestle. We have to face and sit with the discomfort of our emotions.
0: I love that. That's wise words right there.
1: Yeah, good, good job, my wife. She's awesome.
0: Yes. That that's great. I appreciate it, Nathan. And again, thanks for your time. And I'm gonna look forward to reading your book and um, continuing to read your blog post. So thank you.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Kyle.
0: Yep. Thanks so much for tuning in to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. Now, as always, this podcast is not counseling. This is not therapy. This is not advice or recommendation specific to you and your circumstance or situation. Because I don't know your situation and I don't know your circumstance. This is simply information. And information that I hope that you find impactful. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Share this episode with a friend. Someone you think may benefit from hearing about sight and about the wonderful content that we discussed today. As always, I appreciate your time and I look forward to having you back on future episodes.